0: Why Why are, friends? Friends? Why are friends
1: for? No, really. What are friends for? Friends are for talking about when you're in your 30s, how there's mo' money and mo' problems.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amen to those problems. Welcome to WALF Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome to Water Friends 4. I'm Pallavi Sastri. And I'm
2: Pallavi's best friend, Gabrielle
1: Ruiz. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because I will never forget when I was in this stage in life where I'm, I, maybe I'm perpetually in this stage of life where everything is happening at once when they say when it rains, it pours, right? Like, you know, like when things happen, when you're like, oh, i Remember 10 years ago when I wanted to have a great career and a family and a house and and, 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 I want to say maybe it was like three, four years ago, I was complaining about something or just expressing my frustration. And Gabrielle Ruiz said to me, well, just remember that this is all your fault. <laughs> it really changed my life. I, I was like, after that, I was like, she's right.
2: No mo money, no mo
1: problem. I chose this. I chose all of this, and the timing of it is up to the universe and up to the higher power, whoever we believe. Uh But at the end of the day, I put the pieces in place for this to happen. Now, this episode is not about our goals and whatnot, but it is about friends
2: and talking about finances with your friends. Yes. A very, very hot topic that doesn't want to be talked about, I would say. (laughs)
1: Well, not in like a really like open, honest, unfiltered way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always very filtered. I very would say. filtered.
2: Oh, let's unfilter. Let's take off the lens. Before mm. that, Pallavi, what slayed and sucked for you this week? What slayed is
1: that we got taken out on a double date to the ballet. The last time I went to the ballet was pre-pandemic with my husband and now I got to go again with our two best friends. It was <laughs> lovely.
2: It was at Downtown the Music Center, in Los Angeles. Thank you for the ticket. I had such a wonderful time with you guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, thank you for the tickets. Like, you're thanking somebody else, and we're thanking you for the tickets. But um, <laughs> no, it was really lovely. We all made arrangements for childcare, and, and we did it. We went out and we were adults for the afternoon. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> part of the, the money conversation is like, is this worth it? Is, is this afternoon worth the childcare
2: dollars? As well as we're getting out of the house. Like, yeah. Got to spend money doing that now. Yeah. What was your sleigh? Kind of spins off of what you're saying, the ballet. But specifically, I thought it was beautiful and honorable that before the performance began, everyone stood up and honored the Ukrainian national anthem. The orchestra played it, and I thought that was wonderful and poignant. When I posted about that on my Instagram, somebody said that Leonard Bernstein, which the music was all about, it was all of Bernstein's music and the ballet, the Hamburg Ballet performed this huge show for it, that Leonard Bernstein was Ukrainian. I had no idea. Me neither. The more you know. And, yeah. you know, with everything that is going on, the horrible things that are going on for that country right now and where the world is and all that, I just, you know, here at WAF, we just want to say that we stand with Ukraine. My husband is of Ukraine descent and Polish descent. It's hitting home and their heritage in a way that is worth recognizing.
1: It's always nice to see when you're in a place that is artistic and it's very passionate and, you know, yes. like ballet is. It's also very nice to know that that is also an outlet for authenticity and for honoring yes things like that exactly
2: I thought that was wonderful and for the amount of news and information that's so hard it's so mentally draining because what can we do what can we not do we're always having to ask ourselves that and always update that answer yeah I would say on a daily basis the music center did that and I Mm -hmm. thought for everyone that wanted to be there and everyone that's artsy that is there was like yes this we can do in this moment and I just thought that was beautiful What sucked for you?
1: I mean, it's at the topic at hand. I am, you know, sort of white knuckling at the moment. I think I've always, not always, but I made a choice, or my husband and I made a choice very early on in our marriage, in our relationship, in our adulthood, to play a very long game. What that means financially is that in the interim most of the time we're just like barely scraping by and it's not like we're in a position where we're desperate and we're without and we're you know that's that's the thing right it's all perspective but we're in a position where we've chosen to play the long game you know i think the struggle of that is more the day-to-day rather than the long term which i prefer that that day-to-day struggle rather than thinking 10 years from now i'm still gonna be struggling Right. And 10 years ago, we were struggling with different day to day things that we're no longer struggling with. Yeah. Right. And so now 10 years from now, I'm I'm hoping that we'll look back and say, okay, the day to day of the decisions we made to invest long term will not be there. But the white knuckling is definitely stressful. So that's what I'm dealing with. It's a lot of fatigue.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For me, a big moment, which felt small, I guess from self tape videos and a few like mom blogs that I'm trying to put up on my YouTube, I I was kind of running out of video space. So I went back and was deleting like old videos and old photos that, you know, we all do the, uh, I take the same photo 100 times. So I was trying to like clean those out. But with that came a lot of deleting of videos and photos from a lot of the volunteer work I did at our church and we no longer go there. It was a very painful exit. I think we can all agree that it's good to delete toxicity, not have that, to not surround yourself with that. But it was, it was still painful. Mm. I have no regrets on the amount of impact that we had there. You know, you go back and see what you did. And we spent yeah. a lot of hours there. And every decision I made there, for God's glory, was is, there is no regret. But still deleting it because I don't want to see it, was painful.
1: The actual deleting itself or that you felt like you were deleting the memory?
2: Both. Mm.
1: A lot of the times, and again, this comes back to the topic at hand, and I think what we've talked to you guys a lot about with your time at that place was that you not only invested your time, but like when you not only spend your time because time is money a lot of the time, it feels like the hit is harder almost. Mm. Doesn't it feel like sometimes when you spend money on something – and if it's like an instant gratification thing, if it doesn't work out, it's not as painful as like when you spend 10 years of your life and your time and your finances, you don't walk away from that experience thinking, oh, at least I made this money.
2: Well, and that's the thing about friendship and having this conversation about finances is you, you make yeah. risk. You, you create tons of risk because you find the worth, the value versus yep. the number, the dollar sign. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that today.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I guess that's a question I have for you is like, you know, you and I have known each other a long time. You weren't necessarily like super involved with my life at the beginning of my marriage, but I did see the beginning of your marriage. And so I feel like maybe as we've gone through like big life changes, do you feel like it's gotten easier for us to talk about money very frankly? Or has it been harder? Because the problems get harder,
2: if that makes sense. No, no. I've always been pro- Um, upgrade of problems I don't think problems ever go away Um, sure either you have either you have comfort in talking about your problems or you don't or you have discomfort in talking about problems I think that it would it kind of uh, boils down to so can you do that with your friendships yeah I can I can talk about problems and finances is one that I'm comfortable talking about so specifically with you guys now as a couple with couple it's been refreshing To not only talk and discuss openly about finances, but also I want to get right to it. A lot of your decisions that you and Hari make financially are the decisions we would never make. Never. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. And I support yours still because your setup, your like long term goal, you know, like the the long game, all of those things are something we would never have experience in because they're not ours. So to compare is a very tough line to dance with friendships when it comes to finances, I think.
1: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, they're, because we have different approaches, I think what has probably helped in our specific relationship is that I don't give unsolicited advice because mm-hmm. I know that we're different in that way. All I can do in any situation is like share why I've made the decision that I've made. And if it resonates, then great. If it doesn't, then Okay. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm, we're here to support, you know, whatever it is that you guys need. That means that, you know, you don't want to spend money on a babysitter and you want me to come over and hang out with kiddo (laughs) while you go do something, then I can either get on board with that or not, you know, like,
2: yeah. (laughs) Well, that begs the, I have a question for you out of that. How do you make the decision of filtering advice versus offering advice? I
1: feel like I only feel, I feel like I feel compelled to offer advice because only in the situations where I feel like I've, I see a a mistake coming for somebody that I've made. That's where I make the decision to give quote unsolicited advice Mm. because I've seen it go wrong. And so I don't want that struggle for somebody that's blown up in my face before (laughs) where I'm like, Hey, listen, I did this. It is not a good idea. I can only tell you my experience with that. I want you to keep that in the back of your mind before you spend all this money on this one thing, you know, like, (laughs) and that can be tricky. That can be be really tricky. tricky. Yeah, that can be
2: very tricky because people's experiences are not your own. Yeah. And there are friends in a position that don't want to know. They don't, they want to do it themselves. It's so true. And I I guess I could find that relatable in two big parts of my life, which was like, I guess, getting married and having children. Now children was weird because we had a pandemic pregnancy. So there were a lot more things that were new. Mm -hmm. Buying property, big, big stuff like that. But some of the scenarios that came up in the poll that I presented on my Instagram, I think is very relatable is let's think of it more like as singled friends, like single friends. You and I hang out on a single basis. We don't just hang out with our husbands. No, (laughs) thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) For example, going on vacation together or going out to dinner together. How do you manage the financial conversation if it needs to be had?
1: Mm. I think where I draw the line is I don't go shopping with friends. Interesting. Tell me more. So I don't go shopping with friends because to me, I'm more inclined to repurpose, reuse, recycle, thrift, whatnot. And that's where I've found the most difference with people oh also there's only so many times I will go out to dinner I'm more often than not going to be like come over I will cook for you if I want to see my friend on a weekly basis I'm more inclined to say come over I'll come to you because I don't see the outing as like a financial um I don't see it worth it in the long run I've been in the position many times before where like you you look at your budget for the week for the week or the month before and you're like why the fuck did I go out and spend two hundred dollars on dinner (laughs) And it negates the happiness that I felt in the moment, right? And so then I've I've trained myself to think, can I recreate that happiness and that joy by that person coming to my house? And the answer is yes.
2: I see that. I completely yeah. see that. Because there is, well, there's more time there you can spend. It's not a, a limited yeah. amount of time or space or sound. You know, that there's a lot of elements that go into play versus just the financial one. I think there's I think there's a level of, dare I say, where you are in your own personal battle of confidence Mm -hmm. or lack thereof that you can receive and decide whether you take it or not take the advice specifically about finances from your friends.
1: One thing that I feel like we could unpack is the reason why people don't get real about money is because so much about it is attached to pride and and like feeling shame if you don't have it. Feeling shame if you do have it because then you feel like you can't talk about the fact that you have it, you know? (laughs) That long game conversation is always difficult because people think I'm complaining about the fortune that I've created. Mm. I'm not. What I'm trying to say is like I've made a decision. I wish I could just like talk to somebody Say, yeah, I don't have money to go to dinner, buy clothes, whatnot, but 10 years from now, I'm gonna be really glad that I did this.
2: As well as like trying to protect yourself and the friendship to explain yourself or maybe belittle the success of financial win that it is. That's really tough too. It's really tough to be like, this amazing thing happened. I got a promotion or I were able to buy that better car or, you know, or things like that. And then do you ever feel like you've downsized? your financial success when talking about it with friends?
1: I think I try to pick and choose what elements of it I talk about. Cause like we don't buy better cars. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like we buy middle, you know what I mean? That's another place where we've chosen to like, we don't do that. We just buy the, the, the Subaru. Like, you know what I mean? Like we just, we buy the Audi. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, it's preference of what is necessary in, Somebody's circumstances, I guess. It's like I don't buy stuff; I buy real estate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why I'm
1: laughing. It's just such a, it's such a weird choice, I guess, for people our age.
2: See, but is this downsizing? Are you downsizing? Are you making it? Are you saying the word weird because it makes you uncomfortable that you own a lot of property?
1: Only because I don't really have like a day to day to show for it. You see what I'm saying? I think that there's a. That's why people maybe look at us and think they either think we're rolling in it, which we're not. We've just chosen to put all of it towards these goals that are paying off, but not in the way that people think materialistically.
2: No, really, Paula I love diving deep into platonic love with you on WAF. I am also so proud of our commitment to this podcast and also our friendship. Oh, I feel the same way, Gabrielle. Our
1: listeners have been there with us along the way through the ups and downs of this global pandemic, new motherhood, and you know, just the daily stress of being a human being. The WAF Fam is unstoppable.
2: Which is why we work beyond the podcast to create sleigh content and connect with our WAF Fam on Patreon. Yes! You think we dive deep on the podcast? Well, the
1: Patreon is where you can watch the full uncut videos of each episode and get access to exclusive friend
2: content with our world-renowned friendship experts and our celebrity guest friends. Work! We have many tiers and perks to choose from that start at just... $2 $2 a month, and now there's even a yearly subscription option, which gets you a 15% discount. We even
1: throw in an occasional virtual live show where our patrons could be chosen to hang with us and our guest
2: friends on Zoom, or you might even be
1: invited to be a panelist for a juicy friendship discussion.
2: Oh, those are my favorite, Paula v. So that means if someone joins with a yearly subscription, they could see all that content for as low as $20 for a whole year?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. By joining the WAF Patreon, you're not only telling us that you believe platonic love is a vital life skill, but you're
2: also directly helping us make the show. No, really. We actually can't do this without you, WAF fam. And who knows? Maybe if the Patreon blows up, we could put together some in-person live shows too and come hang out in real life. Ooh, don't you threaten me with a good time. Go to patreon.com slash WAF podcast and choose the tier that speaks to you. That's patreon.com slash W-A-F-F podcast. See you on the Patreon, friends. Now back to WAF. So I got on my Instagram this morning, like five hours before we decided to record this conversation that Polly and I have talked about maybe worth two seasons of like, we want to talk about finances and friends. Yeah. The response within five hours was explosive. People want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Friends want to talk about this. Maybe on a protective screened, safe, dare I say, social media platform (laughs) instead of coming on the podcast. (laughs) But if you want to come on the podcast and have it, we're going to have a panel discussion. We would love to talk about how you manage financial conversations with your friends. 805-973-SLAY, 805-973-7529. Let us know what you think about this subject because it is hot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my first question on my stories was a basic question. It was a poll. And the question said, do you share your finances with your friends? 49% said yes. 51% said no. That is not surprising to me at all. 1,300 (laughs) votes. Now, I'll say this. My parents' generation, friend, family, foe, no one else except maybe your significant other knows about your finances.
1: Isn't that fascinating? How? It's fascinating. How's that fascinating? Because we're in that stage, right, where we have to, like, get real with our parents about their situation. I don't think anybody would disagree that, like, you know, you feel some sort of responsibility for your parents after they get to a certain stage of their lives, because... Uh, because, you know, they did so much for us and they did so much for our success and and whatnot and and sacrificed so much, left their home countries in our case and like came here with nothing and built all of this. So, you know, I've had to really get real with my parents about how they need to be honest with my sister and I because at some point it's going to be our problem.
2: Yes, again and again and (laughs) again and again and again and again. What was the next question? Why do you, or why don't you share, was the question. Some of the answers were from Jeremy Yadaw. No, seen as bragging, posturing, but ultimately I think it can help us all understand our value. Inequity or power, dynamic or scale disparity. My fear is that talking about it might be an equalizer, empowering thing to talk about, especially in the industry I'm in. Uh, A yes from Leslie Miller. To not feel so alone in my brokenness. See, this is from Aneska Betsky. I'm a millennial, so I don't think I'll ever make enough to consider the sharing dangerous. Oh, that there, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. So, the other thing also is like
1: millennials, artists, um, you know, this thing that we were instilled, which is, again, actually connects back to the generational thing of like talking about money and not It's like somehow we were instilled as millennials or as artists that we need to struggle Mm -hmm. to live, Mm -hmm. that we glorify the struggle of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you feel about this. When we first got to New York, did you feel like, oh, yes, I do need to struggle or fuck this. I am not. I'm going to get out of this situation as fast as possible.
2: I feel like I'm a hybrid. I was never afraid of the struggle. And when I had a taste of what struggle wasn't in the industry, there was no Becky's. like I'm out of that I'm not going back
1: to that. I tried to say I got to fucking get out of this cycle of like, you know, just being paycheck to paycheck early on. However, I think it took me a couple years after that to decide that there are certain things that are going to be easy money and fast money. And Mm -hmm. that's like where I spend my time making, it's like trading time for money. And then there's the other part of it where I was just like, okay, now there's also this other thing that probably sucks a lot of energy out of me, but it makes me really happy. And it's not going to, pay very much at all. But, you know, perhaps I spend my time on it now because it's going to pay me in dividends later. Right. So it was like I had to really make a choice of like, okay, so I'm going to go and, you know, spend 30 to 40, 50 hours a week at a restaurant so I could pay off these loans or pay off this debt. But then I'm also going to spend the other whatever hours I have energy I have left of like creating something that's going to be outlasting the struggle. And so Mm -hmm. I did both. I would say.
2: Yeah, I think it's a balance. I think there's there's seasons yeah. of both. And I do, though, I get lost in the struggle. Like, I get very uh, mm. rabid. I, I, I have fallen to the deep end of glorifying and feeding upon what is the struggle, and I do think it's this um, addicting thing for me.
1: Yeah, the easiest thing for me to criticize in those moments of myself is like, yeah, you don't deserve the $5 coffee. You don't deserve the... Like, you know, you don't deserve the the takeout tonight. Yeah. Stop it. It's not the goal.
2: Stop. <laughs> so the next one was a percentage of how much do you love something, hate something, right? Like what's your yeah. range? If you shared finances with your friends, how honest are you? The average answer out of 81 people was like 90% honest, which I
1: think is BS. <laughs> I think it is too. I mean, I lied so much about how much debt we were in <laughs> in my early twenties. I lied so much about it. Just like didn't didn't even look at it. Didn't even or like if we were if we were out, it just like I would always deflect.
2: So there were a few people in this poll that were about like 10% honest in their vote. So I appreciate the honesty. And next question. In the past, a friend sharing money wins like great things, success. Made you feel fill-in-the-blank. Good was an answer. blana banana Behind. Made me feel behind. Anna, can you come on for a second and talk about that? Sure. Putting you put me on the spot. So this is our amazing Anna-banana-banana superstar for WAF who edits and controls all the emails and gets the bookings and everything. We love you so much. So, um, thanks for just like hopping on with me, never warning you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no worries.
2: So you said, in you voted on my Instagram poll, you said that when a friend sharing money wins makes you feel behind. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm in general in a phase in my life when I hear my friends and other people's wins I'm like first happy for them and then like should I also be getting a promotion and 10 other things you know I am 23 I guess I'm an adult now so I should be accomplishing things and I think in our society a lot of that is tied to money so like it all comes back to it even if it's not directly said that a promotion comes with money or even getting yourself something nice, like a new car, obviously that comes from having money. Then I get like self-conscious about not having enough money or enough savings, anything like that. And people talk about buying houses and I'm like, houses, should we all have money to put a down payment on a house? Like just no, thoughts no, worrying around the, my head.
2: No, the, the comparison game is brutal. It's brutal. And it's, it's like your own self-induced toxin that you can give yourself. Anna, so
1: I guess whenever you feel that initial response of feeling behind, have you ever found yourself like making drastic decisions or have you made like quick, quick rash decisions based on like feeling that feeling of being behind
0: in the moment? it's more like I've stopped myself from like going on Indeed and finding the first random job that I know will like immediately pay me and hire me and signing up for it even though it's not what I want to do at all right out of college I almost took a job gosh I don't even remember the name anymore but I think I was supposed to be answering calls and helping people answer questions about their stocks Great, which is not what I want to do at all (laughs) I want to go into comedy and enter (laughs) entertainment but they were ready to hire me so I was like I guess I'm gonna do this and my parents were like, if you are that miserable without even starting the job, you don't have to do it. I think my friends were impressed that I'd already gotten a job that paid like a good amount an hour. So it's was just like, I'm proud of me too. <laughs> but, but I'm so glad I did not take that job because then I wouldn't have been on this podcast. So oh, I'm so glad you came off instead. Thank
2: you. And I know nothing about stocks. I mean, we know nothing about friendship. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on, Anna. So last minute. Thanks, (laughs) Anna. Okay. So here's the opposite. When a friend shares their struggles, their financial struggles, how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel, Pallavi? I think when
1: somebody shares their struggle, I've learned to try and empathize first. I say, I completely understand that feeling. This is one of those situations where I have to ask, do you want to just talk it out or do you want my opinion?
2: My unfiltered answer is I feel like I get scared of the situation. I get uncomfortable. If I do involve myself, even just offering those two scenarios, like, do you like my opinion or my, uh, would you like me to listen or my opinion? I will easily get judgmental afterwards and be like, to either my husband or, or someone I trust, which is probably just Philip or the cat. What a bad decision. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what were they thinking? It was obvious. <laughs> I won't even open up that opportunity. So I just, I back off. I, I do back off. Like, I'm so sorry. I disconnect. Yeah. Interesting. My mantra that I've
1: really adopted is that money is energy. And the more we have of it, the more we can do. I don't see it as like this thing that's to be coveted Mm. or this thing that is to be hoarded or saved or whatever. It is to be used in some capacity. And whether it's for me or for somebody else, I think that's why I get passionate about the conversation. Because I want to sit there and figure out or help somebody help themselves figure out why is it that you want that money?
2: Alivi, I think you just discovered your TED Talk and What Are fronts for TED Talk. You think so? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is WAF TED Talk, right? This is, this is WAF TED Talk content. Like, you're ready. <laughs>
1: I think it's because I felt the, the lowest of low. And I, I, don't, I don't even know what the highest of high is. I don't even know what that is yet right but Mm -hmm. what I do know is that everybody deserves money yeah people deserve money and if the function of it is to be of use somehow then you should have more of it create it like go out and create it like I'm all about creating the money opportunity the money making things you know I've been put in situations with friends where like they ask me for the advice but then they don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it (laughs) yeah I've also been in that situation where I'm just like then why did you ask why do you want to come talk to me about this specifically about
2: finances or everything in general?
1: No, finances. Hmm. It's and, and because like I again, money is associated with so many decisions we make, right? Like it's associated with where we move, what kind of house we live in, what we what we drive, how we eat, and how we you know what I mean, like all of these things. It's like um, how we feel. And so, yeah, exactly. And, like, especially in our industry, it's, like, associated with success. And that's not always the case. It's, like, you know, I know plenty of people who are doing very well, quote, uh, like, in their careers, but they don't know how to fucking handle their money. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> you know, they're just always, like, desperate for the next thing.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's hard. You know, it's, it's I, I, I mean, I could talk about this all day.
2: I'm so glad we took time to talk about it on one our friends for B. <laughs> Specifically the angle of the angle of what it's like to discuss finances with friends, not family, not your yeah. spouse, not your partner, not not someone that is a mentor or even yeah. an, even a teacher or an instructor. And I want to go back to one more thing, the scenario of coming together for dinner and where we want to go to dinner um, mm. or coming together and let's go on Let's rent an Airbnb together. I have to say the first time I experienced it where it was so easy and transparent, which was so liberating and it strengthened the success of the entire trip was when we were really honest with each other about your baby moon and back in twenty 19. Eight, 19. And I have to give mad props to our friend, Rachel Great, who is very good about her money. She's very good about how she discusses it with her friends, because I'm a friend. I don't know how she discusses it with all their other dynamics in her life. And she led the way with getting it done. And she was like, how much can everyone afford? This is what I can do. I'll start. And this is what we can find for right now. And this is like our comfort level and our travel level. And with the people that came to that baby moon were very different walks and lengths of life in your friendships, Mm -hmm. like who they were and like how long you'd been friends with them and whatnot. And um, I have to say mad props to Rachel for starting that conversation the right way. So we got Mm -hmm. it done and we got a beautiful place up in the woods and we had a wonderful time.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was so good. She's and she always she still is like that. Yeah. Rachel. No, I agree. I I get I get very inspired by people like her who are very just real and honest and matter of fact Mm -hmm. about the situation.
2: And guided every guided the other friends through it um and if you were able to come and if you were able to afford it mm-hmm. and also don't forget we have to get groceries and we should go out once blah blah right. blah we should get some alcohol like it just it all does add up and I, I do feel like that can be an easy trap a scenario of an easy trap that friends can get to that it could be it can be as basic as let's go to the movies together or let's go on vacation together across yeah. the country across the world and yeah. friendships can either strengthen or they can die because of those scenarios.
1: No, but I would say like, you know, if if for some reason like somebody couldn't come on that trip because they couldn't afford it, I would have made it a point to say, thank you so much for sharing that with us. We are going to make sure that we are staying home that, that evening, like one of the evenings where we're gonna stay in that house. You are going to be with us on video chat. Like I appreciate the honesty so much because the the the, the reason why I think people don't, aren't honest is because they don't want to miss out Mm -hmm. you know and like money is associated with like oh fuck I can't I won't be able to be there for you yeah no well no that then then let's let's take that out of the equation
2: lightning wall Paula do you talk about money with your friends yes would you rather spend money on friends or have your friends spend money on you I would rather spend money on my friends What would you like to do better with your finances?
1: I would like to be a safe space for people to talk about money if they want and then not force the conversation if they don't want. Gabrielle, do you talk about money with your friends? No. Would you rather (laughs) spend money on your friends or have your friends spend money on you? Spend money on my friends. (laughs) How would you like
2: to be there for your friends and their finances? TBD? (laughs) I don't know. Pallavi, what is money for? Said it earlier, else say
1: it again. Money is energy. The more you have, the more you can do. Gabrielle, what is money for?
2: Money is for real estate in my life, not just in my house or in my future or in my what I own. Also, the intangible. Yeah, we can talk about this all day. We'll do a
1: Patreon. Come on to the show, you guys, screen-sided people, um, and we will be posting about when we will be doing that Patreon live panel with listeners again our phone number is 805 973 slate that's 805-973-7529 and then you can find us on all the socials and tell us about your friends and finances
2: Can't wait conversations to hear about it. Can't yeah wait. okay have a great have a great financially friendly day everyone bye bye one two three four this
1: episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. and presented by Huhaha. Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchin.
2: Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood.
1: Head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello.
2: Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala.
1: Don't forget to download the free hoo app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you.
2: And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAFF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFFpodcast.com.
1: We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.